Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. Well, we did it. We convinced the bosses to give two degenerate college best friends a show. What's up, Pony? Hey, man. Hey, I think they actually wanted to put us together. I mean, I, I it wasn't so much that we twisted their arm as much as they're like, these guys have such an incredible chemistry because they, they, they've been through so much pain and suffering together from a sports betting standpoint that uh, maybe they can recoup some of that money doing the show together. So you know that's that that's right. This is this is our make good on many 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 years of terrible advice to each other. So <laughs> this is cool, man. I I'm genuinely pumped about this. Uh, for anyone who's here who doesn't know us, like thank you. Don't know how that could have possibly happened, given that there are millions of podcasts out there. But uh, I'm Danny Parkins, host afternoons at the Score in Chicago. Met this clown at Syracuse in like 2000 and what, five, six, something like 2005. that. 2005. You host afternoons in Pittsburgh, and we're going to talk every NFL team, every episode, every week, twice a week. So either before or after the game, if they played that week, we're going to talk about them. You give us your time with this show, we're going to give you the NFL. That's kind of the idea. Yeah, we're not going to skimp. So this isn't going to be like, 
one of the debate shows or one of the shows even in our local markets where you just concentrate and fixate on one team or one player will do our best to serve all 32 fan bases uh, and every NFL fan out there who if they're betting on it or playing fantasy football they want nuggets on every team so we've been doing this Danny for like 20 years now they've paid us more and more to do it so we should continue to give them a better and better product so this is just another uh example of that but we're so, still underpaid to all the bosses that are listening they're paying and anyone who wants to advertise with this uh podcast as well yeah absolutely all right so danny i'm going to start you off with this okay all right uh we're both betters that's now been uh well chronicled log on to the FanDuel sportsbook you also have the sportsbook that you're advertising on your left breast right now there it is better uh the bills are the favorites to win the AFC. We're going to do all 16 AFC teams in this episode. The Bills are plus 350, even though they lost in the divisional round because Sean McDermott decided to kick it off instead of pooch it. Do you agree with Buffalo being the favorites to win the conference? Let's go. I do. I I think they deserve to be the favorites because, as you know, with gambling, Rand, it's it's what they have. And it's the other teams, right? So, like, the Chiefs have to go through the AFC West. They have to go through the Chargers. The Raiders are better. The Broncos are better. Maybe you don't believe in one or two of those teams as much as the gambling public does, but it's one of the best quarterbacks divisions that we've seen in our lifetime. So that division is wide open, and then – the AFC South and the AFC North, which, like you said, we'll get to, certainly not as uh, deep as those other teams, but there's more competition, at least with two teams in each of those divisions, that you could see winning, right? Like you could make a Ravens or Bengals case pretty easily. You could make a Titans or Colts case pretty easily. I don't see a case for another AFC East team, so therefore their path to the playoffs is the cleanest. Therefore, their path to a bye is the easiest. And we saw Josh Allen be such a dominant playoff performer for a couple of games that we now know he can do it on the biggest stage that even if they're not the most talented 1-53 through 53 roster, I do think they deserve to be the favorite. I think they might be. I, don't, I would not say that they're the best team independent of quarterback, but I think they're close. I mean, they have the number one defense in the league by right. all the metrics last year. And they got Von Miller. They robbed Peter, the Rams – to pay themselves with Miller. So if you still believe in him as a great player, you couple that with what they have. Well, now look, of all the, the big four quarterbacks in the NFL, Danny, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Josh Allen. Allen has been the fantasy nerds. He's been the most productive fantasy quarterback the last two years. And among those big four quarterbacks, he has the least amount of upheaval in what happened this offseason. Brady almost left football. Rodgers lost Devontae Adams, and Patrick Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill. So I think by default, you add that up, the Bills look like they're the most stable team of the contenders. They lost the least amount of the teams that we thought were great teams at the end of last year. So the, old, the only first the topic old, we agree on. Yes, we, we agree on. The only thing that if I'm a Bills fan I'm thinking about is – the regular season was not as week-to-week consistent as Mahomes has been, as Rodgers has been, as the great teams have been. 
And if you lose Brian Dable, is there a chance that with Dorsey coming in? I don't. Think, I don't think the court. I don't. You are you a Dable like he built that offense? I think it's Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I I do too. But it did take a while for him to get there. Like he had continuity, right? He he had a few years of Dable. And we know that that matters in the NFL. We see all of these other young quarterbacks. But the quarterbacks coach is still there. Dorsey's right. the OC now. Right. No, it, I, I'm i just saying, like, what's the biggest change? It's Dable. Do I think it's going to matter? No. I, I think they're a 12-win team. I think, I think they're a 12-win team, and they're going to be right there at the end for the AFC. They'll be competing because it's one of the great rivalries that we're hopefully going to be able to watch for the next decade with Pat Mahomes and the team I used to cover. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, this has been the perfect marriage of coach-quarterback, right? We saw it with Brady Belichick, and then it feels like the next generation is Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid. Pat Mahomes signed the lifetime contract because Andy Reid will never quit coaching football. So he's like, I'm in the perfect situation. Why would I give it up? Do you think the Chiefs are making it back to an AFC championship game? No, I think the run of hosting four straight is over. Uh, I actually, one of my favorite value bets is to take them to miss the playoffs this year. I can't get there. I know you can't because your wife is still probably obsessed with the Chiefs and you feel like you're committing adultery by saying mean things. About Have you ever them. looked into Travis Kelsey's eyes? They're beautiful. Yeah. Look, it's not an anti-Kelsey thing. Yes, I would agree. Uh, he's on my fantasy team. Uh, I do not have an issue. It's not Kelsey. That's the problem. It's like they told us very quietly this offseason that they don't think they're a great team this year. They put the salary cap ahead of putting the best team out there. They did. They didn't really replace Honey Badger. They signed a safety great. He's a decent player. He's not a great player. And their answer to Tyree Kill leaving was Juju, who catches only five or six-yard passes. Valdez Scantling, who was like the third-best receiver in Green Bay. I like Sky Moore a lot, but, I mean, come on. they, they got worse, Danny. They do not have an elite player on defense. The other teams in the AFC well, Chris, West Chris, Chris Jones is an elite player. No, he's not. No, he's yes, not. Yes, he is. If, I mean, there's, there's not that many interior defensive tackles who generate pass rush and pressure. Where, where was he on the players list? Was he even top 50? I bet he wasn't. The, no the way. Play, the players list? Yes. Don't put any weight in the players list. They had Josh Allen. Was he a, a first-team All-Pro? They had Josh Allen as the 13th best. Uh, player in football. What was was Chris Jones a first team All Pro? No, no one. Th- no, outside of Kansas City, no one thinks of him as an elite player. No Chris one. Jones, I mean, listen. Regardless, Chris Chris Jones, fine, a, elite, very good, top five at his position, top seven in his position. I'm not, I'm not arguing on behalf of the Chiefs' defense. Who's the best coach in the AFC West? Reedus. Who's the best quarterback? Uh, it's not Patrick Mahomes right now. Oh, stop. No, it. it isn't. That is ridiculous. No, it's not. Okay, listen. I'm just, I thought I was going to be the biggest Justin Herbert guy on this You're show. You're not. That's impossible. You're not. No, okay. it's not. Listen, I, I have – listen, I have – we'll get to the Chargers in a bit. I have Herbert uh, – or I have the Chargers to win the Super Bowl at 18-1 to 1 before they got Khalil Mack, and now the numbers are like closer to 12, 14-1. to 1. So, like, I'm a huge believer. Well, wait a minute. In- so, that – this dovetails into our next question, which is – the Chargers are the third favorite. Are you buying the hype? Of course. Yes. The Chargers have an amazing roster. I love the coach. I love the coach. I'm obsessed with Brandon. Yeah, Stanford. I'm not. That's okay, though. 
I think Reed's a better coach than he is. And I don't think it's close. I mean, I think Reed is the second best football coach of our lifetime. So yeah, I agree. Andy Reed's a better coach, but man, the, here's my thing on the chargers. If the chargers were in like 25 other NFL cities, they would be the most popular version of that team in multiple decades. Like, could you imagine how popular the Chargers would be if they had the Browns fan base or the Lions fan base or the Vikings fan base? Like, they they are so damn cool and likable. Herbert's likable. Staley's likable. They're, how they play. Derwin James, Bosa, Khalil Mack. Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, like Rashawn Slater, like everything about the Chargers is awesome. They just happen to be in the AFC West. Right. And a few things went poorly for them with game management last year. I, I think the Chargers are great. Well, they don't play any home games. So every right. team goes in there like the Raiders in week one, and they'll have more fans than the Chargers, which is something that the odds makers actually do with stock. And I think it's hard when you're using silent count 17 weeks in a row. You never get a break. But I just think that, look, they've done what, when you have a great quarterback on a rookie deal, you do what they did this offseason. They brought in J.C. Jackson from New England to be their number one corner. Now they've got Mack and Bosa. Callahan is the slot corner. They're stacked. They're going to finally have an offensive line that allows for Herbert to sit back and throw the ball downfield to his weapons. So I don't see how, unless you think Mahomes is way better than Herbert, and you just said you love Staley. I don't see how on paper you could put Kansas City ahead of L.A. They don't have a huge quarterback advantage. At, 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 at least, at worst, it's a draw, Danny. So that's oh, why I, I, I think, I think that that's I think that's fair. I think it's good. And again, I don't have a Chiefs future in my pocket, and I have a Chargers future in my pocket. So I, do think, done. I, think, I think the number is more uh, value there on, on the Chargers. Although I will say, for like the six or seven Chargers fans in existence, they believe they're cursed. Like they they believe that Bosa is getting hurt week one because that's, that's what awesome. they, they they've got the they've got a third place division schedule yep. because of where they finished last year on that week eighteen loss and the Chiefs schedule is absolutely brutal. I mean they play nothing but good teams for the first half of the season. So buy the hype with the Chargers and sell your Chiefs stock. How about the Broncos, Danny? How about Russell Wilson going there? And overnight taking them from a team that was an afterthought. They haven't made the playoffs since they won the Super Bowl in 15. Does Russell Wilson make Denver a playoff team, in your opinion? What do you say to that? I think, in theory, yes. Like, I loved what the Broncos did. They they wanted Aaron Rodgers. They couldn't get Aaron Rodgers. So they got the next most proven quarterback commodity that was changing teams. And it was Russell Wilson because they believe that 2 through 53 – they had a contending, if not Super Bowl caliber roster. We can parse that or debate it, but like they had used blue chip assets on cornerback and pass rusher and receiver, like all of the premium positions they had been heavily invested in, and they just couldn't figure out quarterback. And so then they moved the mountain to get a guy who's been to the promised land and delivered. So I think on paper, everything there works, but I like the Chiefs more. I like the Chargers more. And I think there's at least a question if Russell Wilson is still great. I think he's good, but – and I think that the, the the thumb injury was a big part of why he was inconsistent. And obviously there was plenty of dysfunction with him in Seattle. 
But I think there is at least a question at what 34 years old if Russell Wilson's best days are behind him. So playoffs, I think they'll be in the running for it. But a great team or a favorite or a team that's going to win that division? No, I would not pick. Them. No, I think they're. I think among. I think they're very overrated. Uh, I think you give. The, I give the coaching staff zero benefit of the doubt. Nathaniel Hackett. I'm wearing a Syracuse sweatshirt. This guy was a lackey at Syracuse a few years ago. If I would have told you ten years ago, Nate Hackett was going to be an NFL head coach, you would have said you're on mushrooms. I mean, it's. People have, love him, though, man. People love him, like, personality-wise, and you know it's tough to coach him and successful at Syracuse. Yeah, because, well, people like his personality because he was around Aaron Rodgers. I mean, to me, I, I don't I don't put much stock in that. The reason why Russell Wilson likes it there is because they're going to let him throw the ball 40 times. That's my answer. I don't think they're a better team. He wanted he, he lied and said, I want a better offensive line. He's not getting it. But they're no, he's not getting it. They're no, lying. And by the way, I think it's actually in play that the whole let Russ cook thing was just like good PR and the Broncos offense is going to look more like the Denver offense. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast and there's going to be play action and roll out and i don't see him in half i i I think he's going to throw it a ton he might lead the league in passing yards but i think it'll be hollow stats his wide receivers aren't better i think it's a total misnomer that they've amassed this great team in Denver, I think they subtracted their best. Def- two of their best people were their were their head coach for the defense and their offensive line coach. They're both. Yeah, Big Fangio gets the most out of. It. I think Patrick Sertan's really good. Like I, I think if you have a great corner who's young and on a cheap contract, that's a valuable thing to build around. But listen, I'm with you. I I definitely think they're overrated. I, I mean, talking about missing the playoffs, I'd much more. I think it's much more likely that the Broncos do. Than the Chiefs, but what's amazing is, is we're doing this AFC preview and we're going in order of the odds. We've hit three AFC West teams, 
already. Like that's what the public yeah. thinks of that division. It's going to be a like unbelievable dogfight there. Oh my god! I just knocked over a light and <laughs> let's go to the AFC North, the division that you cover closest out there in Pittsburgh. Ravens were the most injured team in football. Most games missed by projected starters in like 20-something years of pro football reference tracking the stat. Do you think now that they're back and relatively healthy, they're back as the favorites? So I have this this thing that happens to me every offseason where I doubt them because I'm not the biggest Lamar Jackson believer. He stinks against the team I cover. He's lousy against the Steelers every time he plays them. Uh, They figured him out. He turns the ball over like crazy. And he was horribly inaccurate against everybody last year and threw 13 interceptions before he suffered that ankle injury. And somehow that got erased and, and like, washed away this offseason. I get it. I mean, he's the best running quarterback, maybe probably of all time, better than Vic even. Uh, But I go through this thing every summer, Danny, where by the time we get to the start of the season, I'm buying them. Like, I think they'll make the playoffs. Because their secondary's back. They, they always have a loaded secondary with Harbaugh. Uh, their, their offensive line will be better than it was last year. Their, their wide receivers are awful. But if you if you think of Andrews as a wide receiver, he's the second best pass catching tight end in the league. So I think the Jackson thing is going to be tough to navigate because if he doesn't have a contract, there's a lot of questions that come with that. Is he going to want to put his body on the line the same same way? Is he going to be out to prove that he needs to throw the ball more? I think that's a very I, – I like them to make the playoffs, but if that's not figured out by week one, I'm going to like them less, I can tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, they're arguably the best organization in the league, you know, just in terms of how they draft, develop. Except for receivers. We, we, we can get into that. Uh, Harbaugh's amazing. I do love Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a guy who, like – Maybe if you were doing your list of quarterbacks, you'd be like, he's the eighth to 12th best quarterback in football. But on any given day, he could be the best player on the field. Like, there aren't a lot of guys who are the 11th or 12th best quarterback in the NFL where you're like, oh, that guy absolutely could go toe-to-toe with anybody and be the scariest mf out there. And that's what he is. He is just a complete matchup nightmare. And because they are so good at identifying talent and coaching them up, that when they, if they are healthy, they're going to be there. They're just always good at special teams. They're good on the line. And I think Lamar is really scary. So I think whether or not you consider them the favorite is how much you believe or don't believe in the Bengals. And just real quick on the contract thing, what a gamble. Like you are the most at-risk quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I don't like it. It's insane. I don't like what he's doing. It's crazy. Like, Kyler Murray just got $230 million. Deshaun Watson just got a fully guaranteed deal. NFL agents take like 1% to 3% on these I think deals. it's idiotic what he's doing. What is he doing? I know. It's absolutely insane. Let's go to the AFC South, another division we haven't touched on yet. I love how Chris Ballard builds a team, but he keeps changing quarterbacks because he got dealt that horrible hand with Andrew Luck deciding to just retire. But he had the team set up for 10 years of dominance, 
And then it's been Phillip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett and on and on and on. Now he acquires Matt Ryan. Do you think that makes them the favorite, a legitimate one in the AFC South? Yes, I, I think it's one of the few teams I would trust Ryan to play for and be successful with. He's a statue. He can't move. He's 37 years old. But the coach has shown that he can bring a new quarterback in and make him work with Rivers. Wentz, look, Wentz, Wentz is what he is. He stinks. But with the with the offensive line play there and with Taylor, like Matt Ryan, if you look at his numbers, if you actually like uh, sort them out, if you if you do split stats on him, when he was protected in Atlanta, which was not often last year, their line he was constantly under siege. When he gets time, he's still good, and he right. actually for an old quarterback goes down the field. So with Paris Campbell and Pittman, some of these guys, maybe they're better than their numbers showed last year. Taylor's only 25. No, I think Ryan fit means a lot in professional sports. I think he's a good fit for the culture and the type of offense they have already in place in Indy, Danny. I'm a fan. Okay, yeah, wow. So we we agreed on Buffalo. We disagreed on Kansas City. We'll have some more disagreements, I'm sure, as this goes. But we're in lockstep on Indy. I, Matt Ryan, to me, is the we, – we see – quarterbacks be really good really late into their career because of just how the league is played. Like if they're smart, right. And they know how to snap and throw, get the ball out, manipulate things with their, with their mind, as long as they have some talents around them and just a little bit of protection where they don't have to get happy feet and go into the fetal position. Like your guy, big Ben did all of last year. Okay, let's not take unnecessary shots here. This is our first episode. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. You knew it was coming. Like, Matt Ryan, if he gets 2.7 seconds to throw, it's going to feel like an eternity compared to, to compared to what he had in, in Atlanta. And and you mentioned Pittman, who I think is very underrated. And I like Alec Pierce, the kid they drafted out of Cincinnati. He's had a good training camp. Like I, I actually think they're a pretty well-rounded offense. And then with Buckner and Leonard anchoring a front seven that, yes, lost the majority of their defensive coaching staff, I, I think they're better than the Titans, and I, I, I bet them at minus 115 to win that division. I and love I, them to win the South. And I think Gilmore was a good pickup in their secondary, too. The one guy retired because he wanted to go get on with his life's work. And what's his name? Um, uh, Howard, who was brutal last year. Yeah. Gone, too. So we've done almost half the conference, and we haven't gotten to the Bengals because everybody just assumes they're going to regress why are their expectations so low, Danny? I am totally befuddled by this. The only thing I can come up with is that they had good injury luck last year, and people don't assume that again, and that, oh, the team that loses the Super Bowl always has a hangover. They got better. They are a better team right now than they were at the end of last year. They signed three legitimate linemen, Kappa from Tampa, Lyle Collins from Dallas, Karras, they have – Burrow's not going to get sacked 50 times this year. He's going to get better protection. He has the best wide receivers in the league. We're going to look back on Dax Hill and say they hit on home run in the draft again with this guy. Safety, corner, he can do all those things. I don't get it. I don't want – because they won playoff games that we didn't expect them to. They get dinged the next year. Makes no sense to me, Danny. 
So he, the the argument is, and, and I'm I'm partially with you. I'm with you on their offense could legitimately be the best in the league. Like if if we were six weeks into the season and the Bengals were averaging 33 points per game. Yep. No one would be surprised. That's why I don't get why they're so low. That's what makes no – I'm, I'm – comp- why is Denver considered a better team? That's I don't, I, I don't know why Denver's con- – I, I, I'm with you on that. What, it, you mentioned the injury luck. It was also the turnover luck, man. They, they never turned the ball over. They played a game against your team where he threw interceptions on like five straight plays, Danny. What are you talking about? The, the first, like, 10 games of that season, man, they were – they just it seemed like they had a horseshoe. And you look at their turnover differential last year, even with that game, it was one of the best, if not the best, actually, in the NFL. We can look that up. But, listen, they, they have the best skill position talent in the league. You wouldn't take a single team over them. And Joe Burrow, he's not Josh Allen or Justin Herbert yet – but if at the end of this year he had a 5000 yard season and they were in the AFC Championship game, we're going to be talking about how there was the old run of quarterbacks, right? Where Brady and Rodgers are still there, but for the better part of our life watching football, there was a group of five or six guys, right, with Eli and Rivers and Roethlisberger and Peyton and Brady and Rodgers like where they just they were the dudes for 15 20 years. We are there in the NFL. We know it's Mahomes. We know it's Allen. We know it's Herbert. And I think we know it's Burrow. If they lose to Tennessee or if they lose to Kansas City, they are talked about the same way we talked about the Chargers. I guarantee you that. They're everybody's sexy, trendy yeah. team for this year. You're right. And so it's <laughs> illogical to discount them because they actually pulled out those playoff games. Losing Larry Ogunjobi, the three-technique tackle. Oh, matters. my God, stop. It matters. They won playoff game. They went to Kansas City without him, Danny. I, I Listen, I understand that, but those games, obviously, a lot of things could have gone either way in that. Listen, man, so who are you picking to win the North? I, I'm picking Cincinnati to win the division in Baltimore to make the playoffs. Are you writing off Tennessee, the team that they beat in the divisional round? You're writing them off, Danny? You out on them? So, to be honest with you, there might not be a team in the league I've been more wrong about the last three years. I never wrote right, him in. Where are you this year on him so I can go the opposite way so I can fade you? No, I've, I've never been in on him. Okay. I've never I've never wrote him in. How can I write him out? I've never once <laughs> been a believer. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't I, I don't understand how like oh like the only guy who has Bill Belichick influences who is good is the guy who was never on his staff, but it's got t- Ryan Tannehill. And then they lose AJ Brown and Derrick Henry's the ageless wonder. I I don't understand how they're so good. I don't get it. I've been I trust me. I've been I was wrong with a lot. Matt Stafford's cost me a lot of money. Tom Brady's cost me a lot of money. But I really don't wow. think I don't think there's a team in the last three years that's cost me more money than the Titans. So yeah, I'm in on the Colts, but that should mean nothing to you because well, I'm, I'm always out on the Titans. Well, I'm gonna preach on the same thing I said about the Chiefs. When a team shows you through their actions their intentions for the season, don't think twice about it. The Chiefs made a conscious decision not to invest too much into this year. The Titans did the same thing. Tannehill has the biggest cap hit of any quarterback in the NFL. They could have found some 
you know, silly math or funny numbers thing to do to move money to try to give themselves a better chance this year. But they don't want Ryan Tannehill hurting them years down the road. That's how I look at that. So, I mean, they've already told you that they expect to take a big step back this year. Their offensive line, I think three starters are over 30. It's old now. Henry's 28 and got hurt finally last year. You mentioned Brown's gone. Their, their front, their defensive line's good and Bayard's good. But that doesn't get them in the AFC to nine or ten wins. So I'm very out on them. I'll go down in that ship with you this year. All right, excellent. That, yeah, you and me on the same side of things. That's never cost either of us mortgage payments. Uh, a team that did the exact opposite, they mortgaged a ton, traded draft picks, gave out huge money, the Miami Dolphins, all to support Tua, at least for now. You a Tua believer? You a member of Tua non? I am. I actually really? am. You know why? Because I think, I think for them, I think worst case scenario, he's Garoppolo. Okay, well then, we're, then I think we need to refine the question. Like, if he's Garoppolo, he'll make the playoffs. Okay, fine, but but are they are they committing to Tua beyond this year? If when they don't have to, if he's Jimmy Garoppolo, I think the answer to that is no. Like, I, I think what they did is really interesting. They said, okay, we have Jalen Waddell, but we're going to bring in a couple of running backs. We're going to bring back Jasicki. We're going to sign the left tackle. We're going to move a mountain for Tyreek Hill. We are going to make it so if two is the real deal, he's got a real deal cast around him. Offensive, innovative head coach off of the McVay-Shanahan yeah, tree. coach, yeah. Everything you could possibly want for an offensive system is there in Miami. So if they sink or swim, it's on Tua. And yeah. they're not going to settle for Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, that's why I said worst case. I like them to make the playoffs with him because I think with all the weapons they have, as long as he stays healthy, he's not going to screw it up. So they'll, they'll have enough progress. And I know Ross got out of his mind over his skis with the Watson and the Brady stuff, but I think if they make the I think if they make the playoffs and they don't get you know punked, I think they'll be tempted to give him a long. I think they will give him a long term deal. I think it'll be just like I think it'll be just like golf in LA. Stay refreshed with Taste Salud, the ultimate hydration experience. Dive into the world of Agua Frescas, designed to elevate your day, boost your energy, stay hydrated, and unwind with Salud's on-the-go stick packets, each with just one gram of sugar. Exclusive for our listeners, enjoy a 10% discount on your first order with code TASTE10 at checkout. Visit tastesalud.com for the full selection. Taste the difference with Taste Salud. Cheers to health. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. 
So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I think the coach will have the vanity and the hubris to say, look at what I got out of this guy. I'm going to get more out of him the next year. I happen, I'm with Hill. I think he's very accurate. I think he's won even though he's had bad coaching and inferior talent around him. And I think to it, he's not an elite quarterback. I think he'll be top 15 this year. I think he'll be good. He'll I, be good for them. I think it's one of the most fascinating teams in the league because I think everyone will want to play in Miami. Like the disgruntled veteran quarterback X, which happens every year now because the NFL is becoming more like the NBA for star players. That's going to be like the team people are going to want to go to because of everything that's around him. So Tua to me is one of the most interesting quarterbacks in the NFL. One of the most disgusting is the most disgusting is Deshaun Watson, formerly my favorite player in the whole league. Uh, We can talk about that at a different time. So it's an 11 game suspension. For Deshaun Watson. Any shot the Browns make the playoffs? No. I agree. I don't think so. I think the Garoppolo thing, and I, again, I'm, I don't know why I keep bringing Garoppolo up like I like the guy. I actually don't. I think he's made out of paper mache. I think your team has a very firm glass ceiling on it whenever he's your quarterback and he was wildly overpaid. But he would have been an upgrade over Brissett. Brissett yeah. to me, all these coaches love him because he's first in, last out. Congratulations. That doesn't win championships. He's 14 and 23 as a starter. And he doesn't get the, well, I was on the Lions or the Jets and everybody, everything around me sucked. He was in New England. He was in Indy and he was in Miami. Well, no one thinks that Brissett's good. He's just the, they they just didn't want to take on Garoppolo's contract, even though they could have. They they went all in on Deshaun Watson and they're just going to wait for him to come back. Well, they're very clear what they did. They're like, we're in this for the next decade. If we have to lose 11 games, so be it. That, that That's what they said. Well, then guess what? I mean, they're wasting a prime year for Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb, too, they gave money to. When you're running back as one of your best players and you gave him a long-term deal, you can't afford to kick the can down the road. I don't care what you did with your quarterback. Well, that that to me, that's very clear what they're doing. Okay, Nick Chubb, you mentioned it. We haven't done a ton of gambling on this show. What do you think about him at 11-1? to 1? to lead the NFL in rushing, because I bet it. Oh, God. Why? Okay. They're going to be behind in so many games. But they're going to – they're going to – they might trade Kareem Hunt. They no, have they – what? I don't think they will, but continue. But, I mean, they they might. He requested a trade. It's certainly possible that they trade Kareem Hunt. He's He's got the fourth best odds. His over-under rushing yardage prop is 1,200 yards – they signed him, so there's no reason at all to be conservative or preserve him in terms of like years down the road. He's gonna be the whole damn offense. He's gonna get. He's gonna approach. I mean, unless they keep Hunt, and let unless they keep Hunt, but the Hunt situation is a lot like Green Bay when you went with Jones and Dylan. 
Yeah. The way they move their wide receivers, if you're going to put your best offense on the field, you got to use two running backs. And I think Cleveland's in the same spot with no Landry and no OBJ. They got to find a way to use both backs to maximize their offense this year. Which I think that I time. think that Nick Chubb, man, he's 27 years old. He doesn't even have a thousand career rushing attempts. He's in like the low 900s. I think he is going to lead the league in carries this year. And I think that he, that 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 wow, yeah. I, I think he's going to have an absolutely monster season. He's one to me. He's one of the safest players outside of Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler, and then Jefferson and Cooper Cup. If we're not going to do a ton of fantasy, but like to me, he's one of the safest, highest floor players this year. He's going to get twenty five carries a game. Well, how is he not going to be productive? Because if, if Hunt's there, I don't think he's going to get that, Danny. But even if even if Hunt is there, they're going to try to run the ball thirty five times a game. And it'll just be split up between the two of them. Well, it, it, they'll, they'll start games that way, but if they get down, they're not going to be able to stay with that offense. How about this one? Belichick, the Patriots. Has Belichick lost it? Their over-under is the lowest it's been since, I think, 2 because there were some questions about their ability to repeat after they won the Super Bowl in 01. So either 2 or 3 is the last time they're over-under. Their win total is 8.5, Danny. They won double-digit games like 17 years in a row. I mean, this is... <laughs> okay, I think that your question belies a false premise. He's, like, he's lost it. He 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 doesn't have a good team. The personnel's not good. They're unwatchable. He but picked the team. actually forgotten how to coach? He picked the team. He's the GM. He spent $200 million on players last offseason, and 90% of them suck. Oh, he's very smug. He's he's very arrogant, but I do not believe that he's lost it. He now, has Matt Patricia coaching the offense, Danny. He's lost it. He's senile. You, you think he's senile? Yes. I think if he had a good quarterback, he would be great again. He picked this quarterback. Oh, he I'm aware the modern NFL, a flabby, man-boobed guy. Because he relied on saving, oh, this guy's got intangibles out the ass, and he trusted his friend, and he's got a game manager quarterback who's Chad Pennington at best. That's what he stuck with, Danny. And he picked the guy. He can't blame anybody but himself. Sure. All that can be true. It doesn't mean that Bill Belichick's lost it. It could be that he's made a bad series of decisions. You think that if Bill Belichick was the coach of – the Bills or the Packers or the Bucks that they'd be worse? No. He would be good at inheriting. Good, so I think his presence is not a negative. Danny, his presence is there's a guy that kept the pencil in his ear for a laminated play sheet who's coaching offense when he's been a defensive coach his entire life. I am aware. No, you're you know? not. You're missing that. Something is not – the synapses in your brain, you're not connecting that at all. You have just accused the greatest football coach in the history of football. Of losing it. Of yes. losing it. Yes. A mere what? How many years removed are we from him being on top of the football I mean, world? Don Shula lost it. Bill Lowe lost it. Guy, Tony LaRusso's lost it. Great coaches and managers lose it. He's I think it might just be possible that he made a wrong decision at quarterback, Pony. Danny, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, so, uh, so, uh, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith. Look at okay, these so, moves. Okay, Look at the guys so what, he drafted. 
What, but was he great when Brady was there? Yes. Okay. So he what everything that was said about him was true. Yes. And then he lost Brady, and with Brady, he lost his mind. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm making sure I'm understanding when the delusion and the dementia. Let's go to the Raiders next. Josh McDaniels, the Belichick protege. What's the ceiling for them this year? It's making the playoffs, and I'd be shocked if they won the division. Okay. But, like, they have, like, Derek Carr, good, not great, but can be awesome for stretches of time. Yep. Devontae Adams, best in the league, arguably, at his position. Good offensive line. Then they go out and they add Josh McDaniels, who's a crazy person, but by all accounts, an awesome football coach. You get rid of, this is addition by subtraction, right? Mike Mayock, terrible. John well, Gruden. we don't know that because I think Gruden was actually making a lot of those picks. I would agree with you, but I would say Gruden was – I mean, I mean fine. The, the, the results of the personnel you, – you can't get less out of draft picks than right. the Mike Mayock, John Gruden regime got out of draft picks. It's impossible. And then I think Max Crosby, who I sprinkled a little bit on at 33-1 to 1 to be defensive player of the year, even though his career high in sacks is 10 – now having Chandler Jones opposite him, that's pretty damn good. It like, is, man. Like it's if if they're the fourth best team in a division. Okay, I know you they're think it's Denver. Okay, fine. But if Denver's the fourth best team in the division, when is the time when we've seen a division with the fourth best team be that good? And that the Raiders to me are the toughest they, of all the teams we were going to talk about. They were the toughest one for me because. They're out to prove, like Cincinnati did last year, that if you have those weapons in a good quarterback, you can overcome a bad line, which is what they have. They cut Leatherwood. But the, the McDaniel stuff is already bugging me. I'm already thinking of this guy as another one of these Belichick cast-off clowns. He cut Leatherwood just, I, I think, to prove a point that there's a new sheriff in town. And the Jacobs in the first preseason game stuff, I mean – I just think he's on this red ass, I'm the boss thing. And I just, I've never been enamored with him. He took the Colts job, then he backed out. So I think well, that's going to stick with you forever when you do something like that. Well, I just think they have the, I think they have the potential to be a great team, but he's keeping me from getting there on them. I listen, I, I understand that. I find them to be very intriguing because when you like, they clearly think they're close. Like you, you don't make a move like they did for Devontae Adams without thinking you're close. And I respect teams that go for when it. they're in the face of such a tough division. Yeah. Don't back down. And they did it. Speaking of a coach with a lot on the line, your guy, Mike Tomlin, your Pittsburgh Steelers. Is this the time that arguably the most impressive streak in the NFL? It's either that or the Ravens undefeated preseason record streak. Is this the year that Mike Tomlin finally has a losing record? Well, number one, I have to correct you. He has nothing on the line. He can go 0-17 and, and he wouldn't get fired. He has the most job, he has more job security than Belichick even. I'm not he saying would. that he's going to get fired. I'm saying the streak is on the line. Well, I think he'll, I think the Flores thing, if he actually lets Flores get involved and coach the defense, I think that's the best move they made all offseason. Well, second best behind Pickett. Um your guy. But I think, look, they should have a top five defense. They've, they've allocated more money to defense than any team in the league. 
I think eventually Pickett will play. I think Pickens was a steal in the second round. 11 wide receivers got picked ahead of him. The kid from Georgia makes no sense to me. They know how to find receivers. So I think they're I think they're a nine and eighteen. I think they're barely going to get over that hump again. And people will use that, uh, you know, talk up Tomlin like he's the greatest coach of all time. But I think they're a, I think the defense keeps them in it. Their offensive line is what's going to prevent them, Danny, from doing anything more. Plus, they're not as good as Cincinnati, and at best, they're even to Baltimore. So now we're getting down towards the bottom of the AFC, but this team is fascinating. Like, if you're an NBA fan like we both are, you got those league pass teams that you'll watch. You know, they're going to win 34 games, but you're just like, you got a connection to every player. Yeah, I know what you're doing here. Yeah. The Jaguars, man. I love them. I do too. I I think they could. I like them. I have them. I think seven to one to make the playoffs or something like that. I think they can win the division. I don't think they will, but I think it's I think it's fun to bet on them. Uh, I think they could be. I don't think they'll be last year's Bengals, but you can make a pretty cogent argument that they have the things in place to do it. And I think Doug Peterson, the way that Wentz's career unraveled post Philadelphia. I think has burnished his legacy there and has made people respect him more as a coach. They spent a gazillion dollars on their team. I think they're going to be eight or nine wins. I think they're right there, Danny. I, I'm fine. The, the reason I don't love the the reason I don't love the Bengals comp is like because they did spend a bazillion dollars. Like he's like like Christian Kirk for seventy two million is ridiculous. Yeah. Whereas the Bengals just identified the best talent and drafted Higgins and drafted Jamar yeah, Chase. Like, I agree with that. Like, so just like the, the NFL is salary cap sport. It's all about the production you get for the dollars you're spending. And I think that the Jaguars overcompensated to make what was an unwatchable product last year watchable. But, but I think Lawrence can do the burrow jump is what I'm saying. Oh, well, that that I am with you on. And I didn't sell – a single share of Trevor Lawrence stock last year. Yeah, because you I just was, played Urban Meyer. That's what I, I did. I was buying it all through the masses. I am like the biggest shareholder of Trevor Lawrence stock. I like Doug Peterson will get some credit for it. I think he's system proof, man. I what is not to like about that dude? He's awesome. Yeah. He, even when the thing was terrible. He never said anything inflammatory. He yeah. never had a bad moment on the sidelines. The players clearly loved him. And he had wow throws in every game. Some of them were complete. Some of them were incomplete. But, like, Jesus, like, that that guy, I think he is going to be a superstar. And Doug Peterson will get some credit for it. But I think that guy's system proof. I think Jacksonville has their quarterback. Well, how about the guy that went with the next pick, the Jets? Zach Wilson, he's already hurt, not as bad as we thought. Will the Jets be in the market for another quarterback after the season? Will they be back in the draft or in free agency or the trade market for a franchise guy, Danny? What do you think? Probably. I I think that the Jets, it's weird. If you look at them, you're like, all right, what do they have? And the assumption is, well, they're they're terrible. I don't know. Like, I think that they have enough pieces where you look at them and you say, all right, you add Dwayne Brown, you have Corey Davis, you have Elijah Moore, you have pieces that are that are bad, 
but not objectively worst in the league, terrible. I think they're better on paper than New England. I take their 53-man roster over the Patriots. It's it, like I look at the roster, and I'm like, this should be pretty good. I and, agree. And Joe Flacco might like win a couple of games and all of a sudden have people questioning whether or not they want to give the ball back to Zach Wilson. They, of course, will, and they, of course, should, because Flacco has no chance to be the future, and Wilson at least has a chance of it. But I... I think that roster with a veteran quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over has the opportunity to be in the fourth quarter of most games. And Wilson, because of New York, because of injury, because of a hundred other things, is probably he'll probably be on the Jets, but they're gonna like they're gonna do something to make him earn the job, whether they sign a veteran or draft a kid in the second round, or you know what I mean? They're gonna they're gonna do something to make his life uncomfortable next year. Yeah, I don't think he'll be back either. I think that there's an immaturity or something there that we can't put our finger on. I think his last year at BYU was overrated, so he was overdrafted, and the expectations were just too high from him from the get-go. But their coach, to me, like they have 53-man roster-wise, maybe like a top-20 team. So I think there will be very short leash on him, not a lot of patience. I think if they have a bad year, he's gone. How about Houston, Danny? Are you, are, one of these Davis, are you one of these Davis Mills truthers? Because there is a there is legitimately a community of people who think that he actually will be the best quarterback from last year's draft. Are you one of these guys? Uh, no, I'm not. That's completely ridiculous. I thought that Davis Mills looked kind of competent in impossible circumstances, and he made himself a lot of lifetime money because he will just always be on a roster because he clearly was able to execute a playbook and be a professional and make a team with basically no talent. Like we were just talking about the Jets roster, one through 53. Like that's actually pretty good for how bad they are. The Texans roster is exactly as bad as their record would indicate. They have no talent. They want the top pick in the draft. They absolutely deserve to be the favorite for worst record in the NFL and there is no scenario on this earth that has them having a top three pick and then being like, nah, we're drafting a left tackle to protect Davis Mills instead of going out and getting Bryce. Oh, yeah, they already have Tunsil, which is what got them in this mess from the beginning is that they traded all these picks with O'Brien. Um, I am still flabbergasted that they fired the coach to promote Lovey Smith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forget that that happens like once every three weeks. And then because I'm in Chicago, I'll see like a meme of his beard. He won 11 games at Illinois and he's an NFL head coach again. And he was bad in Tampa. I mean, it's wild that they fired Cully and paid him to not coach. They pretty much kept the assistant coaches around. I've read nothing that makes me think that Mills will benefit from the coaches that they have there, which you need great coaching to overcome the roster shortcomings. So, I think he's put in a position to fail on purpose. The odds of the 67th overall pick becoming a franchise quarterback are slim to begin with. And the infrastructure in, in Houston just has me convinced like you that they're probably going to go 2-15 and 15 this year and take a quarterback, take Stroud or Young next year. All right, so that is every AFC team. I, I'm going to say Chargers. You, 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 want, you want to pick one? You got to pick? Well, you stole mine because you knew that I said earlier in the show that that was my team this year. So I told you that I bet them. I have a ticket for them at 18 to 1. Good. Good for you. 
You quit. You totally backed off on Kansas City. You spent 60 seconds defending them and then jumped off of that as quickly as you could to get to L.A. Listen, if you want me to be the guy who believes in Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, that's not going to take a lot of acting for me on this show. We can make a personal bet. I think it's 10 and a half. I'm going under on the Chiefs. Whatever that total is, I'm going under. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, I this is fun. We didn't kill each other. We're still here. Do us all a favor, please. Subscribe, rate, review, send it along to your friends. And uh, we're going to be doing this. The plan is first thing Monday morning, first thing Friday morning. We'll be reacting on Monday, obviously, to everything that happened in Sunday's games. And then we'll be reacting Friday to the Thursday night game and previewing the week ahead. And every team that is playing, so like if your team had a game on Sunday, we'll be talking about them on Monday. If they have a game the following Sunday, we'll be talking about them on the Friday show. That's how we're going to do this thing. Sounds good, Danny. We'll do your Bears next time. I'm pumped for that. A lot of Darnell Mooney talk. Oh, can't get enough. I had 140 targets last year. Sneaky player to lead the league in receiving yards. Oh, don't come that talk coming your way, folks. All right, NFC preview. Can't wait for that. See you, Paul.